It's the Sports Talk live from Merrimack Radio, WMCK, with your host, Harrison Chase. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio, WMCK. As always, feel free to call in with a take or comment by dialing 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. Well, everyone, it's an exciting time in Boston with three teams currently playing and just as exciting a time for the New England Patriots as the NFL draft draft is coming up this Thursday night. There's definitely no promises on the Patriots on whether they will take advantage of their picks or just do their yearly tradition of letting all of their fans stay up to when they're supposed to pick and then last-minute trade their picks so we all stay up for no reason. But anywho, uh, bigger news coming out. In fact, breaking news coming out of the NFL, uh, according to uh, Adam Schefter. The New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers have come to an agreement trading Aaron Rodgers to the Jets along with the 15th overall pick and the 170th overall pick in the fifth round, while the Packers will receive the number 13th overall pick, the 42nd overall pick in the second round, the 207th overall pick in the sixth round, and a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. As far as the Boston Bruins and the Boston Celtics are concerned, they are both up in round one of their playoff series, 3-1, to one. The Bruins against the Florida Panthers and the Celtics against the Atlanta Hawks at the TD Garden tomorrow and Wednesday night. One team that a lot of people have been down on, though, uh, this spring are the Boston Red Sox. However, in the last week or so, it seems like they have found a stride and most importantly, found their pitching, including who is supposed to be their ace, Chris Sale. Last Thursday night, he had a, or Tuesday night, rather, he had a great outing recording 11 strikeouts, which seemed like the old Chris Sale, the Chris Sale that we paid a five-year, $145 million contract to. Over the last week, the Sox won their series against the Angels 3-1, won their series against the Twins 2-1, and the Brewers 2-1 as well, wrapping up that series yesterday. Looking ahead uh, to this week, the Sox will play the Orioles for a three-game series in Baltimore, and then the Guardians for a three-game series. An update came out last Tuesday afternoon from Tiger Woods' team after he withdrew from the Masters, saying, Earlier today, Tiger underwent a subtalar fusion procedure to address his post-traumatic arthritis from his previous talus structure. It was performed by Dr. Martin O'Malley at HSS Sports Medicine Institute in New York City. He has determined the surgery to be successful. Obviously, you know, with a little less than a week of that being out. Lots of speculation is already out there. Lots of things already being speculated about the surgery. And a lot of what I've seen is that this could be the last type of relief he could get to that ankle that basically causes that arthritis in it that won't cause it. So a lot of relief as far as that's concerned. Um, something that has always been an option uh, coming right out, out after the accident. And is that, you know, this was an option. So... Was this scheduled surgery this early? I don't think so, but I obviously think that since having to golf in the cold, raw rain at Augusta, that obviously put a number on his leg and body, as we saw before the officials eventually blew the horn and called a stop to the third round late Saturday afternoon. As far as if we will see Tiger again, I think we will. However, I do think it is safe to rule out the PGA in the U.S. Open and probably even the Open Championship. However, I do think the goal for him... uh, to, will, to be back 
uh, for the PNC Championship uh, with Charlie, obviously, in December. Uh, so with that, I'll open up the phone lines, 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. Uh, can, you know, talk about whatever you want. Uh, you know, lots of exciting stuff, you know, happening in uh, in Boston uh, between the Boston Bruins and the Boston Celtics, uh, both in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, again, call in, 978-296-3245. Uh, can talk about those Celtics, can talk about the Bruins, can talk about the Red Sox, can talk about your thoughts of the NFL draft and the New England Patriots uh, and what they might do. So we'll see. Uh, and then obviously, um, you know, anything just just moving forward. So with that, we'll go to the uh, the first caller of the day. That's going to be Derwin. Derwin, what's going on today? Harrison, how are you, my friend? Good. Well, the Celtics and Bruins, they're playing some exciting, you know, basketball hockey respectively here so we uh they just got to keep it up i was a little worried when everybody's showing these stats about how about in the last seven playoff playoff things especially with the hockey that the number one seed has either been eliminated in the first or second round and i'm like oh what a great thing to play there too you know i know everybody was worried game three because or oh no sorry game two because they just didn't come out and you know they they weren't themselves but um i don't know there was something they they you know, got rejuvenated there in game three and four. And they're doing this without Krejci and Bergeron. And, I mean, it's just incredible to me how they're doing that, you know? And not not only that, Derwin, but, you know, just to bring up uh, Linus Elmark, he has played the most consecutive games in the least amount of time since December and probably for the whole season. I mean, the last time he played uh, three games, and I believe it was five games, was back in December – and now he's played four games in six days, I think. Hey, something, and he, and he, and he fought, and he was trying to fight Kachuk there. Well, I, well, Kachuk came after him. That was a cheap shot. I didn't like that at all. Um, I absolutely loved the, uh, loved the, you know, the, the aggress- aggressiveness back at him. Um, it's always fun to see the goalies get into a fight, and even like a goalie goalie fight. Uh, but to see Elmark kind of really get tuned up there and and whip the gloves off and then eventually taking the helmet off, and I think if I'm correct, the reason why he got the uh, the ten minute or whatever it was the minor um, was because of um, he took the helmet off. If I if I'm correct, I don't know if that's right, but I think that's why. I think once you take the helmet off, I think that's an automatic yeah. penalty. Yeah, you got you, you got to keep it on no matter what. Even if you're in a scuffle there, but imagine that. Imagine Almaki scores a goal in this season and then almost gets into a fight. It's like when does that ever happen in, 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 in a national hockey league? Right, in hockey for for that matter, you know. But I still, you know, I think they're looking good. I think the the next series is going to be tough. Toronto and Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know. They've had Toronto's number for a long time, and Tampa Bay is just not the same team as they were. You know, I know they went to the Stanley Cup the last three consecutive times. But I don't know. I just don't. I, I think their their time's up. I just hope you know Bruins keep this up. And um, I, I, again, I just, I, I just, it's, it's, it's. It, I'm just so fascinated with the fact that they're doing this without two of their top scorers, which is, which is great. I mean, Pasternak obviously is number one, but I mean, it's just, it, it's just. This is why you need depth and depth and and right. the team has it. And you know? and definitely That's some right. more and and you know, kudos to Don Sweeney and. Um, you know, Cam Neely and, and uh, Coach Montgomery at the trade deadline, uh, really getting after it. You know, acquiring those guys that will get us the more depth. 
and it's yeah. it's paid off. They've done a great job. Um, obviously, getting seen some positive news coming out of the uh, Bruins organization. Uh, Patrice Bergeron due to practice uh, with the team uh, tomorrow at morning skate. Going to be a day day to day decision. So you know, will he play in that Wednesday game? I don't know, but um, good to see that that Bergeron is kind of uh, you know back going. He was back. I saw him. Um, you know, part of my internship at Seven News is I've been going to uh, all of the uh, basically the Bruins morning skates and home playoff games. Um, and Bergeron has practiced before uh, the team uh, on two of those occasions, which obviously is a is a very good sign to see that he's even out there. Uh, and also, it's good to see him, uh, you know, around the garden as well uh, in game one, um, you know, helping helping out the team. But they're just when they get those guys back, they're just even going to be even more, right? Even more of a, of a doesn't seem doesn't seem as positive with Krejci. Seems like Krejci could be uh, a little while longer, but seems uh, very positive signs about Patrice Bergeron. I wouldn't be surprised if Krejci's out sits out for the next series. So that and then if they advance, that they have him for the you know for the Eastern Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals. So yeah, we knock on wood, we get that far. You know? Yeah, I don't mind. Right? So, so I think. I don't mind that either, Derwin. And in fact, you know, I wouldn't even mind seeing Patrice Bergeron sit out Wednesday night. I mean, we've made it this far without him. I'm not quite hitting the panic button yet. You know, I I think we let the team roll how they've been rolling for Game 5. Let's hopefully get that win, and then he can get even more rest. uh, Rather than trying to put him out there. Because, listen, like we saw in Game 4, the Panthers are a dirty team. And to Chuck's a dirty player, and so you know if if we put Patrice Bergeron out there, I'm sure to Chuck's going to go after him on purpose just to re-injure him. Oh yeah, because oh, they have nothing to lose. Right. Reminds me of remind me of the old days when the um, Cam Neely used to um, uh, tussle tussle with uh, Alf Samuelson. You know, and those two guys in the play. I mean, the playoffs when he you know when he played for Montreal and Pittsburgh that. Those guys just went at it. I mean, that that's what Kachuk is like now, you know, with uh, against all the all these Bruins. You know, he's just, yeah, he's just, and they say he's one of the better players, but I don't know. I, I don't want him on that team. Um, just you, you know, with my, you know, my red. Well, Sox, I actually, I put, I'll, yeah. I'll say this, Derwin. I actually would yeah. have him on our team, just because yeah. I think he's one of those players where you wouldn't want to play against him. Same with Patrice Burt. Uh, you know, same with Brad Marchand. I don't want to be be on the other side as of uh, of Brad Brad Marchand, so you know that's you know so I I actually wouldn't mind him, but you know that that's just my take there. Yeah, I just think I think Marchand's a better character than Kachuk is. I don't know how good of a teammate. He's absolutely, absolutely, and and in fact, that's what my point. Yeah, yeah, and and in fact, it's been said uh, over the last week with having Patrice Bergeron out recently that. Uh, Brad Marchand has really been uh, stepping up in the locker room and taking over that role that Patrice usually has. So that's good to see the leadership part uh, coming out of Marchand as well. No question. No question about it, you know. Well, let me see here. So the Red Sox are giving us some hope, but, um, again, it's going to be their pitch. I want to bring something up. Yep. In the off season, they had an opportunity to get a guy named Zach Eflin, um, E-F-L-I-N, and, and he... Uh, played for, he was with the Philadelphia Phillies, and Dave Dombrowski, the, G, uh, the president of baseball operations down there, decided not to re-sign him. So it came down to him in Tampa Bay. And for whatever reason, 
He got more money from the Red Sox. I know why he got more money from the Red Sox, but he decided to take less money and sign a three-year deal with Tampa Bay. Now, if he signed that contract, and right now he's 3-0 and with like a 2.89 earn run average, so he's pitching He's pitching really well. As we know, Tampa Bay is you know, out the gate, 19-3, 19-4, whatever they are right now. But if we sign him, we don't sign Corey Klubar. And I just think that that's, that's three more wins at least that, we'll ha- that we would have had if we had somehow gotten him. Because Kluber's just, I don't know what to make of him. I mean, it, you know, I think, I think what, what Heinblum does with these pitchers is that, you know, he, he looks at their resumes and he thinks, well, this is a two-time Cy Young guy. You know, he's, he's, been, he's an all-star, this, that. He doesn't have it anymore. You know, he doesn't have it anymore. And, and I, I just think it was too bad because, because Eflin is a, is a very good pitcher. He was very good in the World Series with the Phillies. And I think that, you know, Tampa Bay's got to steal them. I think that's one of the reasons why they're in contention, you know. You know, if we just – but something happened, I'm, I'm sure, within those negotiations there, you know, with Heim Bloom and all that. But that would have been something if we had him. That would have taken care of a lot of problems. And we don't have to deal with sale because, I, you know, but um, he improved. I mean, he did improve. He looked like the sale of gold. But, again, it just depends on what's he going to do in his next outing, you know. One other thing I just want to point out before I let you go, too, because I was thinking a lot about this. A few weeks ago I was talking to you about how I heard a report that the Red Sox shied away from giving bets and Bogarts the big contracts because of the, you know, the big deals they gave to Chris Sale and David Price and right. all that. Yeah. So, you know, and now with Shoney Otani, he's going to become the, a, a four, maybe 500, the first 400, $500 million player. To me, he deserves it. He deserves it because he's a two-way player, because he's a pitcher and he's a hitter and he can play every day. I think we're I'm seeing the best. I, 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 I think we're seeing the best player of all time over any uh, sport play. It's amazing, isn't it? And I mean, he's got, it's just a matter of where is he going to play next year? I don't think he's going to play at the Angels. The Angels say they're not going to trade him, but listen, if they can get a boatload of, pro- of prospects, just like, you know, the Nationals got when they traded Soto, Soto, Juan Soto to San Diego, then see how it plays out there. My point I was just wanted to make was, is that I just think, I, I think that given these, given these contracts, these pitches, these outlandish ones, over $30 million, all that. I just think it's crazy because they're easily more susceptible to getting hurt, especially the ones that are on these big deals. They're getting Tommy John surgeries. They're getting, you know, I, I'm okay if it's a hitter, if it's a person that can play every day. Go ahead. Go for it. Give them the four or $500 million. Pitchers I'm just a little bit skeptical on, and I don't think now that's what the Red Sox are going are to do. I think they're going to try to go after, for pitchers anyway, they're going to try to go after some young, controllable arms, and sign them to deals like in the, you know, uh, 15 million, 18, 20, 25 million range. I don't think they're going to overpay, not under this ownership group anyway. I don't think they're going to overpay for pitchers anymore, you know? So maybe that's the reason they're signing all, all these guys. But, I mean, if we can get, if, if there's others out there that we get to three years and, you know, pay them, you know, eight, nine million a year or whatever it is, I just, I don't, I don't see them giving these big deals. And my, my whole thing, what I'm trying to say is that, Oh, an Otani, a Mike Trout, a Mookie Betts, a Xander Bogarts, a Rafael Devers, they deserve the big money because those are guys, in my opinion, they play every day. These sales and Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer and these guys, you know, they pitch once every five days. You know, I definitely would not give that kind of money to a reliever. You know, I know they gave Kenley Jansen, I think, eight, nine million. And I think, I mean, he's one of the top closers in the game. You know, I mean, he's lights out, you know, but. I would just, I'm just going to be very cautious as we move forward in terms of who do we give these, these major deals to, you know? 
Um, but anyway, and you know, one other thing I want to close with: Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. That's now official. So, yep, um, gonna see gonna see Aaron Rodgers twice twice a year now. But we'll just see what happens. Yeah, what do you? Yeah, what? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that going up against the Pats with uh, Mac Jones and uh, Bailey Zappi? I still think that, well, with the Jones-Zappi thing, I don't know. It's all going to de- depend on Thursday night who they're going to trade. And no matter what, I mean, to select in their first pick, you know, it's it's always – If they do. they're going to go offense. If, right, right. I, that's true because you never know what that – I do think they're going to go offense. And here's my, my take. If Flowers, the wide receiver from BC, is there at 14, I'd take him. Don't get an offensive lineman. Take – the wide receiver take a playmaker because they're they're one or two playmaking players away from you know from from being in, being an elite team again. I think my opinion that's again that's my opinion too. But again, Mac Jones has got to show leadership. You know, I I do think there's going to be a competition in camp. I really do. I think in the end, Mac Jones is going to is going to be there. But you know, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure he's the same. He's the same player. So I think that um, you know, and and by the way, Mac Jones has never lost to the Jets. I know he's only been playing two years, but he's 4-0 against the Jets. He's 1-3 against Miami and Buffalo. He's never lost to the Jets, and I think that's going to continue. But if No, comes, come on. Zappy, Zappy Mania is in there, you know? But, no, he's never, yeah, he's never lost to the Jets. I, never. Yeah, but they're the Jets, Derwin. Now, now, I, the, now I, I think that, but, but I'm, the Jets are more than the Jets now. Oh right, but but I but I I don't know. I still think they're going to be the same old, same old. I do. I'm just they're like I don't know. I could be wrong, and I could be talking to you here in October, November, and the Jets could be in first place and the best team in the league, you know. But I just think there's something about putting on that that Jets uniform, and I think that Belichick wants to beat them, you know, consistently year after year, you know, because of everything that happened. So, but again, they I'll give them credit. They are a changed team. They definitely have the they have the quarterback Messiah that they that they've wanted for so long. They've got the receivers. They've got the, the I mean they had two two guys that were um, offensive and defensive rookies of the year last year. So they've they've improved. Don't get me wrong, they have. But I still think the Patriots have their number. But we'll see what ends up happening. I'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right, Derwin. Thanks for calling in. All right, so there's uh, Derwin there with a few takes. Um... You know, mostly on the Bruins there, uh, some on the Red Sox, and then wrapping up uh, on the Patriots. That's a big discussion, everyone. Do you think the Patriots will still be able to beat the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers uh, behind the gun at quarterback? I think it's going to be close, and I'm definitely not as confident as Derwin is uh, on that. Uh, Anyways, a little less than halfway uh, through uh, the show here. Uh, on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Radio WMCK. Feel free to call in 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. Let's talk talk about uh, the Tuchuk, you know, cross-check, if you will, against against Elmark. And, you know, Tuchuk was playing just a a dirty game, if you will, uh, all game uh, yesterday. And... You know, the Bruins players uh, have noticed this, and the Bruins players have said, we're just trying to play between the whistles. And so I think that's I think that's a big thing, especially for Brad Marchand. I think Brad Marchand notices that. I think, you know, when he's, because he was the one that says, we, you know, we, 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 we're just trying to play between the whistles. I think, you know, 75% of that is Brad Marchand because, 
We all know Brad Marchand, you know, likes to pick fights and instigate. And I think he realizes that he needs to be the bigger person in this instance because, one, the Bruins can't afford to lose him, right? They're already down Krejci. They're already down Bergeron. They can't afford to lose uh, Marchand, too, you know, to a stupid penalty, you know, that's a minor or major that might, um, you know, then turn into, you know, the next game suspension. So I think Brad Marchand realizes he has to be, you know, the bigger person in this in these instances. And, you know, now we're seeing him do that, only playing between the whistles. And the Bruins realize that that's where the Florida Panthers have been having success. They've been having success after the whistles, not between the whistles, after the whistles, by picking the fights, by instigating, right? And that's what they want to do. They, the Florida Panthers, want to try to get the Boston Bruins into trouble with fights, etc. You know, get them get them that suspension. So I think it's very important that the Bruins stay the course in what they have been doing uh, in the first four games and carry that over uh, into the fifth game. Uh, let's go to the next caller of the gay day, Roger from Salem. Roger, what's going on today? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm no here from you. Yeah, you know what? Good, I'm, good, good. I've been very busy. I, I've uh, I've been less than consistent here. Uh, at Merrimack, having uh, my schedule changed day to day, by the hour, yeah. you, you know, with the with the internship, uh, you know, I got the got the opportunity to go to Game One of the um, Stanley Cup playoffs last Monday against the Bruins. So I wasn't going to say no to that. So of course I went. Uh, I went for the absolutely. internship. I yeah, uh, couldn't risk uh, being late, still doing the radio show. So. You know, I, I'm just, you know, I'll finish out the school year. Uh, next week will be my last week here at Merrimack, uh, and then I'll be back over uh, in Methuen. But um, here I am this week, and here you are, Roger. So what do you want to talk about? Well, first of all, congratulations on the internship and getting to the uh, to the end of your, your college career. Thank you. So all those congratulations and kudos to you. Appreciate it. Um as, as far as, you know, you guys covered just about everything I was going to bring up as far as, uh, you know, the hit on, on uh, Omak, et cetera, and the Rogers, uh, finally a jet, finally, finally. And what does that do to the Patriots and their, and their uh, uh, draft uh, coming up this week? Do you think that they really need uh, an established wide receiver, do you think they need to upgrade at quarterback, however that might be? I mean, those are things that are going on, and you say, wait a minute, this this is a game changer, I think. Listen, as I... As far as Rodgers going to the traps. It absolutely is, and, and it's, you know, it, it, it definitely is making the AFC more challenging. Uh, you know, the Patriots are now oh. going to have to play Aaron Rodgers twice in a year. And, you know, some oh. years they would oh. barely play him once. And so... You know, Der- Derwin did bring up that uh, Mac Jones is undefeated 4-0 against the New York Jets. I don't think that continues against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback, right? If if, if the yeah. New England Patriots had the opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers, I would have taken him. Absolutely. And you know who else I would have taken? I would have taken Lamar Jackson. And I don't know if La- Lamar Jackson oh. is yet off the table. I don't know if he is yet off the table. It could be, it could, you know, it could come down a draft night. We, you know, we might see a draft day, draft night before a pick, all of a sudden come out 
that, you know, somebody acquires uh, Lamar Jackson. The one thing that um, right. the the one thing that does make it tough for uh, Lamar Jackson to leave Baltimore, and I don't know if if Lamar even cares about this, but Odell Beckham Jr. is now a Baltimore Raven. So there's a lot of lot of things coming up. Like you know, before when Lamar was saying that you know he wants to go to a, a new team, Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't a you know uh, wasn't a, a Raven yet, and now he is. So. It's interesting to see Lamar's take on it. If that was, you know, Baltimore's way of trying to save him, I don't know. But we'll definitely see what happens. And even the Patriots listening to uh, the press conferences uh, last week by all the Patriots coaches and uh, Bill O'Brien in specific, he never named Mac Jones, you know, every player. We're going to evaluate every player. Best player is going to play. So... Doesn't seem like Bill O'Brien is all in on uh, on Mac Jones. Bill O'Brien, we have seen him get in fights with Tom Brady, and so if you think that Mac Jones is going to talk back to Bill O'Brien, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think that's going to go over well. So I think bringing Bill O'Brien in is going to really give a uh, a waking up to uh, to Mac Jones, and I hope he does. I hope we get to see Mac Jones, the Mac Jones that we saw his first year. And I think a lot of us were excited for his second year and how much better he was going to be. And I think everybody agrees he probably got worse between year one and year two. And that's concerning because as a rookie, your you know your biggest jump is between your first and second year. And that didn't happen. It went the other way. And that's very concerning to me. So, I'm listen, I'm glad. I hope that uh, Bill O'Brien is speaking the truth when he says, you know, you know we're gonna pick the best player, and we're if one. yeah, and if that best player is is Bailey Zappi, I hope we start Bailey Zappi week one. I really do because you know I'm all set with Mac Jones. I'm all set with the with the you know the the Matty P and you know how he you know treats the coaches, speaking back at him, and even hearing all these stories after of Mac Jones um, going around middle of the season asking. Other teams, other organizations, other people around football for advice on how to deal with the offense is very concerning. And I can tell you one thing: it doesn't seem like Bill Belichick took that lightly. Oh no, absolutely not. He and he he has a very good memory of people that have uh, you know talked against him or whatever. Right. Whatever. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but what do you think about upgrading the quarterback? How would you do it? I would say draft? I, I would say the Patriots at this point would probably have to do it um, in the draft, draft related. Yeah, you know, or you know, and when I say draft related, maybe that is acquiring somebody um, early in the first round and then being able to trade them to somewhere else. You know, maybe being able to pick up one of these young quarterbacks. Um, well, it's supposed to be and a I real do, week. Draft. I do have to interrupt. I do have to uh, interrupt you, Roger. There's breaking news uh, coming out of ESPN oh. right now, and Steve uh, Wojcikowski, Ime Udoka, former Boston Celtics coach, has agreed to a deal to become the next Rockets head coach. So there's that. Who? Ime Udoka. The Rockets. The Rockets. Yep. Really? Yeah, but I thought it was going to be Toronto. Wasn't that the rumor? Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think, I, I think it was no. Houston. He was always related to Houston. Yeah. 
so okay. that's big all that's right. big all news right. my my bad no worries there you go all right uh no, well uh, just just one more thing yep. would you rush I, I know you already touched on Bergeron coming back. You wouldn't rush him back, neither would I. But what do you think about Swayman going in, in the goal at this point for the next game only? You know, I don't mind it at all. In fact, I was uh, I was supportive of having Jeremy Swayman start uh, game three in Florida. Yeah, okay. And in fact, Lena Selmark was questionable. And so... I don't know. I mean, at, at at this point, you know, part of me says just stick with Elmark. I mean, but I, I, I don't know if Elmark has it in him. I don't. Uh, you know, Elmark wasn't uh, available for media uh, availability after the game uh, last night because he was getting treatment. I don't know if that was a cover-up so he didn't have to talk about the possible fight about T'Chuck or what. But um, yeah. I don't know if he's hurting. I mean, like I said to Derwin, Linus Elmark hasn't played, and and it's even past this point at this point. But he ha- he hadn't played before Friday night. He hadn't played three out of the last five games, or three. He hadn't played three games in five days since back in December. So that shows you what type of route uh, the Boston Bruins took for the rest of the year. Basically, having Jeremy Swayman rotating Jeremy Swayman in, and I don't mind rotating Jeremy Swayman in at all. And, you know, maybe maybe you bring up a good point here, Roger, that, you know, now is a good time to to put Jeremy Swayman in. He's coming off of a good ending to the game last night. I mean, he stopped a six-on-four uh, situation against him. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good if you ask me. Right. So he, he came in and he, he played the next man up mentality. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that confidence is with uh, Jeremy Swayman, and the Bruins go with Jeremy Swayman on uh, Wednesday night. I wouldn't mind that at all. But again, at this point, we, we the Bruins have been going with Linus Elmark, and I I don't know if m- maybe they have to stop pushing him because you know does that then you know risk him for the next series and starting next series at uh, game one or two. So it depends, and it also depends how long. Uh, the Bruins will have off between this series if they clinch Wednesday night and the next series starting back up. So a lot of questions up in the air, um, but I don't mind starting Jeremy Swayman Wednesday night after um, the end of the game, having him go in for Linus Elmark and go in against that situation of a six-on-four. Tough situation, not easy. So I I, I don't mind that at all. And and it's different than... Just sending him in after Linus Elmark won that game four. Yeah, Linus Elmark won that game four. But Jeremy Swayman really, you know, put the icing on the cake at the end of the game with that six-on-four situation. And and you've got to think that Florida, nothing to lose. They're down three to one. And you don't think that, the, well, Chuck especially is going to be, you know, on his best behavior. If they've got nothing to lose, you know, they'll go after whoever. So that's uh, that's exactly so that, that, what I that's exactly what I brought up as well with when thinking about right. uh, having Patrice Bergeron play Wednesday night. Is it yeah. really worth having right. Patrice Bergeron play right. and right. go out there uh, with Tuchuk, where that whole team, not only Tuchuk, is probably out for blood at that point because they're probably going to lose that game, right? And so at the end of the game, yeah. it's going to be chippy. They're going to be mad about it. They're not going to be happy. And exactly. you know, it's a risk. Do you want to put 
Patrice Bergeron out there just for Tuchuk to come by and and re-injure him and have him out for, you know, the first four games of the series again? I don't think so. So I'm fine resting uh, Patrice Bergeron and even Lena Selmark again uh, on, on, on Wednesday. Same here, same here. So I'll let you go on that, and it was great to hear you uh, again back on the airwaves. And again, congratulations on your um, your success in the uh, in the other areas. Thank you. I appreciate that, Roger. All right. All right. Take care. All right. All right. So there's uh, Roger from Salem. Everybody have about 20 minutes left here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Can call in 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. Again, lots to talk about uh, today. And starting off right now with that breaking news uh, from ESPN, Stephen Wojnarowski, Ime Udoka, former Celtics head coach, has agreed to a deal to become the next Houston Rockets head coach. So that's big. That's a lot of news. I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect. You know, does that affect... The Boston Celtics, could that affect that? You know, um, are some players on that team, you know, did some of those players think that he had the possibility of coming back? Um, You know, and I I guess not now because because they have signed Joe Mazzulla. But I guess that that really closes that. And so I don't know how that all works with uh, if, you know, if the Celtics... Fired him if they agreed to leave. I don't know how they, because that agreement never came out. That that whole situation never came out. And I always thought it was because the Celtics would be in too much uh, for Ime Udoka if they did uh, fire him back in, back in I think, July when it happened or back last summer, at least I'll say. So that's an interesting scenario there. So feel free to call in and weigh in on that, 978 Three, two, four, five. Ime Udoka, the next head coach of the Houston Rockets. And then obviously, the Boston Celtics have a game five tomorrow night against the Atlanta Hawks to clinch the first round series and to go on to play the Philadelphia 76ers in Sports Talk with Harrison Chase guest, George's Niang. Now, if uh, it has come out that if the Celtics do win tomorrow night and clinch the series, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, round one of the uh, of or I'm sorry, round two uh, of the playoffs against the 76ers will start on Saturday at the TD Garden. So there's uh, there's one thing to take into consideration that you know they're going to get you know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three you know three days off, four days between, so a little bit of rest. Uh, also, big news happening last night in the in the Celtics game. Jalen Brown took off his mask, that protective mask uh, that he had been wearing, and in fact overwore, uh, and even said, "You know, I don't have to wear it anymore." But I think my mother would like me to. So, interesting move uh, with what he did last night, taking it off. He obviously wasn't doing good. A quiet, uh, quiet game uh, for him and uh, Jason Tatum, or at least starting off, if you will, and. So I guess ripping off the mask maybe uh, maybe changed. You know, basketball players, athletes are very superstitious. So you know maybe maybe he thought that the mask was bothering him and had to take it off. So who knows? 
Anyways, 978-296-3245. You're listening on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio, WMCK. Obviously, the uh, the biggest news, uh, you know, today is the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins both have Game 5s coming up and have the opportunity uh, to clinch their series. Uh, Celtics against the Hawks tomorrow night and the Boston Bruins against the Florida Panthers on Wednesday. Positive signs coming out of the Bruins camp. Um, having Patrice Bergeron, uh, basically Don Sweeney, I believe he said that, uh, he. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure that he said, um, all right, Don Sweeney on Patrice Bergeron. We are fortunate that he will join us for practice tomorrow, and we will gauge his progression and go from there. It's day-to-day, so we will see how he is when he integrates with other guys on the ice besides just himself. He says just himself because uh, the last week or so, he has been practicing on his own, uh, practicing before uh, the full team skates, before the morning skates. And so uh, now he's being brought back into the equation. I'd assume, uh, this is just an assumption, but I would assume he's going to be in a red jersey. Uh, meaning a no contact jersey, you know. Usually, when guys you know go out and and they start practicing on their own, they then go to that no contact jersey, and you know probably for a few practices, and then after that they take that off and they practice for a few, and then have the chance to play in the games. You know, and just you know you can tell that situation all from you know that you know Taylor Hall, uh, Nick Feligno, uh, all of that, all those different situations you can tell by that, and you know. At first, I believe Taylor Hall was going to play like, you know, the same day or, or something like that, um, and then didn't end up. Um, so anyways, it'll be interesting to see what, how the Bruins go and how they move forward uh, with the Patrice Bergeron situation and even the David Krejci situa- situation. Um, Don Sweeney, you know, also had comments on the um, on the David Krejci situation. However, I can't uh, can't find it right now. I'm going to try to look for it, but I believe it's just that, you know, um, basically not. Okay, so uh, Sweeney doesn't believe that Krejci will skate with the team tomorrow. He's undergoing further testing. Uh, so that's on, on David Krejci. So probably out tomorrow for practice, obviously out for the game Wednesday. Um but it seems like Krejci is getting closer and closer to rejoining the team as well. Uh, as Patrice Bergeron, according to Don Sweeney, will rejoin the team uh, tomorrow at practice uh, at Warrior Ice Arena. Let's talk to somebody who usually calls in uh, first to the show. Uh, Ray from Methuen, who's actually in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on? Who says I'm in New Jersey? Goodness gracious. Hey, I'm people, here on the shore. listen, down, everybody is texting me. Everybody is texting me. My phone's blowing up. Where is Ray? Why hasn't he called in yet? You know, a lot of people look for the first 20 minutes blocked off. They block it off just for you, Ray, okay? Well, I figured, you know, that you were going to be busy being back uh, after a couple of weeks uh, off the air because of... Uh, what spring break and uh, a number of other uh, things? Have I not? I think say? I've been back after spring break, but I think yeah, I you know hol- Easter holiday. It was the Easter holiday, and then uh, last week I had the uh, the Bruins game. 
That's right. Speaking of the Bruins, uh, let's go, huh? Big victory yesterday, what, 6-2? Yeah, 6-2. That's great. That's great. And, of course, the uh, Celtics down here. But uh, but let me tell you, the folks down here, they're all talking. Uh, you get the Philadelphia stations down here, and they're all talking about uh, a sweep uh, Philadelphia over the Celtics or That's crazy. the Falcons. That's uh, crazy. You know. The well, Falcons. They're in La La Land. The Falcons. The, uh, the, the, the Hawks. Oh, there we go. The Bird family. The Bird family. Uh but anyway, that's what they're talking about. It, you know, they they said they don't even know uh, need Joel Embiid. So uh, that's basically it. I, I did hear one sane news broadcaster this morning who uh, simply said that all championships, for as far as the uh, Philadelphia crowd is concerned, all of those championships have to go through Boston. Now, evidently, this news broadcaster slash sports broadcaster hasn't been following the Red Sox because certainly a World Series is not going to go through Boston this year. I mean, I don't know. Is it too early? Is it too, is it too early? Is it too early to say that? I mean, we're only a month in, if that. You know, we're just coming up on a month. I mean, you know, they can turn it on. Well, they can turn it on. And in fact, Ray, I would argue to say that they are starting to turn it on recently, winning, uh, you know, at least three out of their last series. What do you mean? They got hammered yesterday. Yeah, so what? Come on. Did you see Chris Seal last Tuesday? He pitched unbelievable, Ray. 11 strikeouts. It was the old Chris Seal. Chris Seal is back. I hope so. And then, hey, even yesterday, I I believe it was yesterday, uh, Masataka Yoshida. Two home runs in the same inning. And by the way, they didn't get hammered yesterday. They hammered the Brewers yesterday, 12-5. to 5. What game am I thinking of? Probably Saturday's game. Well, Saturday, they only lost 5-4. to four. I don't get I don't get much uh, sports on here. It's Phillies. Oh, I don't. Okay, I don't want to hear the excuses now. Okay. That's all. I mean, it's Phillies in the summer. You know, I had, even the uh, the newspapers around here they don't cover any any sports. It's it's all the Phillies and the uh, and the seventy sixes and how uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, you know, the poor baby is down. He may not be even available for the first game against the Celtics. Sla- well, it would have to be Celtics if it's Saturday. So a lot of people. So so so. so if the Celtics win Tuesday night, you know this is a big, a big, um, you know, talking point here. And and um, Zolak and Bertrand on the midday show on ninety-eight-five, the Sports Hub, uh, brought it up that you know the Celtics are better off, you know, going the easier path. Like let's not mess around. Take the easier path if there's an easier path. So even though a lot of people think that the Boston Celtics can still beat the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid, a hundred percent Joel Embiid. Including myself, I, I would rather try and play the Seventy Sixers without Joel Embiid. Take the easier route. Oh, well, ab- absolutely. No, ab- absolutely. But uh, you know, they have to. They have to take care of business tomorrow. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's uh, you know, you, you, they cannot. They cannot uh, wait until another game. They can't. Can't lose tomorrow and then go back uh, to 
Atlanta. It, it, it's just I agree in the cards for them to I, do. No, I I, they, I agree. They have, to, they have to take care of business. Yep, they have the to take care is. of business tomorrow night in Boston. Wrap it up. Same with the Boston Bruins. They need to wrap it up uh, on on Wednesday night to get the maximum amount of time. Uh, but between series to rest the guys and have more rest. Absolutely. Sure, because Philadelphia has that extra time right now. Right. But uh, I'm a little concerned about their defense. They gave up, what, 121 last night? Uh, you know, they're giving up too many points. 130 when they in that losing effort? Come on, come on. Atlanta's not that great shooting, although they have had stretches, but God love us. But anyway, Harrison, I, I just wanted to call in, touch base with you. Oh, and I noticed that uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers got fleeced today by the New York Jets. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? Are, so now, what are the uh, what are the Patriots going to do? You know, I, they have they to do something, do, right? I think they have to do something. Absolutely. You know, Derwin started off this yep. show and said Mac Jones is 4-0 against the New York Jets and thinks that he will continue to be undefeated against the New York Jets, even with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, but I just can't agree with that. I, I just can't. Oh, it depends on when the game is. Uh, if it's at the beginning of the season, I think Aaron Rodgers would uh, be able to, uh, you know, his adrenaline would be flowing. Uh, all the adrenaline with the uh, Jets would be, would be flowing, and when the Patriots, if, especially if the game is in the Meadowlands, uh, the the uh, the juices will be flowing. And I think at that point, depending on what the uh, Patriots do, what and what they, you know, they still have a number of months before the uh, the coin toss for the first game of the season. But um, it's it depends on what they are going to going to do but i think if that game is in new york if the if it's at the beginning of the season and i'm saying beginning of the season like the second or third uh, third game uh then new york will win the jets will win because uh it's just just the the adrenaline that's going to be going through them with a new quarterback but what was it it was they gave up the fir- they gave up their uh, or Green Bay got their first uh, New York's first they got New York's fifth they got New York's what was there a sixth in there uh, Yeah there was a there was a sixth in there let me see um, so it was uh, the 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 Jets got uh, Rogers the fifteenth overall pick. And the 170th overall pick, which is in the fifth round, uh, and the Packers received oh, okay. the number 13th overall yeah. pick, the 42nd, the 42nd overall pick in the second round, the 207th overall pick in the sixth round, and a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Roger plays 65% of the plays this year. 65% of the games, right, right. So uh, you know. So the Packers, uh, Packers unload that money and uh, move up two spots. Big deal. Big deal. They got fleeced. You know? Yeah, I, I, but, uh, I am a little surprised, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. All right, thanks, uh, Ray. Good talking to you.
And the same here. All right. Thanks, Harrison. Have a great uh, rest of the program. All right. Thank you, Ray. All right. So there you have it. Ray from Methuen, who is down on the coast in New Jersey, dealing with all those Philadelphia 76ers fans, talking smack about the Boston Celtics, that they might sweep the Celtics and the Atlanta Hawks. That is crazy, if you ask me. Well, that's going to do it for me today, everyone, here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack College Radio. WMCK, as always, you can call in 978-296-3245. That's 978-296-3245. And for day-to-day hourly updates, you can follow me on Twitter at HarrisonChase5. That's HarrisonChase5 on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Mondays at 5, only on WMCK, The Sound of Merrimack.